Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. January uh, 17th, yeah. Hey, 2016 is off and running. Beautiful uh, weekend in Atlanta. ATL, yeah. That's where we uh, originate from. Overblog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. It's not a necessity. Sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Yeah, we don't like to get loud. We we really really everything on an even keel. We advocate out here, advocate for social justice. Yeah, on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody. Never want to let you know. Better way, we love everybody. But it's just by extension that we find ourselves advocating for that community. We are part part of uh, the African diaspora. And no doubt, we Americans. We're American first. That's, I'm indigenous to uh, the United States of America. No doubt. My bloodline go back here some eight generations since before this country was a country by the name of the United States of America. Oh, no doubt. we. My bloodline go back uh, before this country was uh, formed, helped build it throughout its, uh, its history. My DNA, oh, my DNA come from... Uh, Nigeria, the Yoruba folks, through my father. But we're an American, Americans of African descent. That's what I am. That's who I am, an American of African descent. Yeah. Uh, that's how I define myself. Uh, anybody got a problem with that, they can... Uh, <laughs> hey, get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome once again to the High School Black Forum. We've got a great, great show coming up for you. We, the High School's back in school, y'all. Oh, yeah. We are students. High School's the oldest thing in the class, y'all. <laughs> About twice as old as the professors. We got two of them. I'm only taking two classes here. One, uh, introduction to intermediate or elementary uh, algebra. It's, it's like a refresh refresher course for uh, college algebra. We had to take that refresher course because we, <laughs> uh, we 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 did no algebra and all that stuff like that in fifty some years, y'all. So we taking a refresher course and then we taking a uh, uh, course in 
African-American culture. Uh, that's part of my major, uh, African-American studies. That's what we're majoring in. We, lo- we love history. We love our history. So I- I'm having a lot of fun. Well, we just started class this week, so <laughs> but so far I'm having a lot of fun. I, I love uh, both of the professors. Uh, one of uh, Dr. Cambeya from uh, Dr. Cambeya is from uh, Dominican Republic. He's uh, teaching the African American uh, culture class, and then there's Dr. E. We call her E. Iwacha. Iwacha. She's a uh, from Nigeria, uh, teaching the algebra course. Really, both of them really brilliant uh, professors. You know, I just got to know them this week. So, you know, I, I got that from them, you know, the first day or so, that I'm going to have a real great time and hopefully get a lot out of, of both of these classes. Uh, I've been doing homework. <laughs> the husband been doing homework, y'all. Uh, we, like I said, we the oldest thing in there, so we we really got to keep up with this algebra thing because we can't afford to get behind. <laughs> we, oh, those young kids got young minds, y'all. Now, in the history class, the Hushbow might have a slight advantage just uh, from uh, the fact that I've uh, got all this long, longevity under my belt. And uh, I've lived uh, damn near three quarters of a century, y'all, so a lot of the African-American culture I've lived. So I've got a, a pretty unique perspective. I've got a pretty unique perspective on that. And probably got a hands up or a leg up on most of the young folks that, that are in that class. And I'm looking forward to sharing my my knowledge with them. Uh, it should be a, should make for an interesting uh, a class. I mean, about 16, 16 or 17 people in that class, in, in both of the classes there. So. Our first, uh, one of our assignments in the uh, African culture thing is on uh, a story that was published in the Atlantic magazine. What was that magazine? That magazine was back in June. Back in June, back in the summer, uh, this past summer, by uh, Tanisi Coates. He did an article in there on uh, 250 years of slavery, 90 years of Jim Crow, 60 years of separate equal, 35 years of state safety. Red Atlantic, uh, the case for reparations. He titled it a great, great uh, take on reparations. Uh, we, 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 we. You know, Hushbow got his own take on reparations in both of my books, uh, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, and then my latest book, Racism and Hate: An American Reality. I, I've got a chapter dedicated to uh, reparations, and uh, that's what our assignments. I, I believe it's going to be our uh, midterm assignment uh, to uh, to uh, take a look at uh, the story by uh, Tanishi Tanishi Coates uh, that he wrote up on it and then uh, chime in with our two cents or even, uh, you know, our opinion of uh, reparations and what we think of it and uh, our solution to it. And that, that's right up my alley, so I, I, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that, because y'all know the Hushmos. <laughs> we, we've been talking about reparations for the last 30 years or more. Uh, so that's going to fall right up my alley. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, 
shared my two cents with the, all these young minds that, that are in that class with me. Uh, we, uh, we still got Paris in the news. The president's got a State of Reunion address coming up Tuesday. Y'all, y'all tune into that thing. It's going to be important. State of the Union is 6 1. Yeah, this is make the sixth uh, State of the Union address to the nation. <clears throat> the Republicans already is trying to, uh, they got this freshman senator, this lady from Iowa, the one that was castrating holes or whatever. How the lady got to be a senator, I'll never know, y'all. It don't take much. <laughs> Ability to be a coming United States senator, all it takes is money. <clears throat> all it takes is money, yeah. A lot of it. If you got a lot of money, uh, you don't have to have much ability. That's evident by uh, this freshman uh, class that uh, that just got elected to the to the Congress and the Senate. Uh, she's gonna. Uh, I don't. I, I think. I can't uh, fathom uh, uh, them picking this uh, this person to uh, give their uh, rebuttal to the State of the Union. I don't know how you can rebut. <laughs> Why do they call it a rebuttal? I, I don't see how I, they're going to give their uh, vision for how they uh, – Oh, where they want to take the country, I guess you call it. I'm not sure what it is, because the last two or three characters that they had up there, including uh, uh, Marco Rubio uh, and the Governor General down in Louisiana, those two characters, and uh, Robert McDonald, uh, the governor, the former governor of Virginia, he's in jail. Uh, <laughs> he's in jail now. Uh he was the first uh, Republican to give a rebuttal of the president uh, back in 2009, or I guess it was 2010, actually, when uh, the president's first uh, gave his speech of the State of the Union. That guy's in jail, and the other two really tipped all over themselves. Marco Rubio's taking a drink of water right in the middle, sweating like a, I don't know, I don't know, this Senator Arst, I don't, I can't pronounce her name, but she's one thing she's good at is castrating homes. Maybe uh, she'll give a demonstration of that. I, I don't know what else she possibly could be good at. Certainly not governing uh, the country. Come on, y'all. Come on. This lady came from nowhere. Now she's a USB United States senator. <laughs> wow. I mean, surely, surely in the big old state of Iowa, they could have found a more qualified candidate to send to Washington to do the people's business. Well, that's on them. They have a right to send who they want to. Got a call in number, y'all. 1-888-588-3814. It's free. We don't take many calls, but we will. We ain't screwed. Let you know that right now. But we run this train by ourselves. Yeah. 
We do the work of four people out there, y'all. We multitask. Oh, we can multitask now. No doubt. We can do it. Oh, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> hey, y'all, we got a birthday coming up a couple of weeks. February the 4th, y'all. Mark that down on your calendar. It's my birthday, February the 4th. We're going to, uh, in fact, I think we're going to do a show that day. It's on a Wednesday. February 4th is on a Wednesday, y'all. So we're going to we're gonna come out and do a special birthday. We're going to do a special birthday thing for the Hushmo. For the Hushmo's birthday. Hey, no doubt. We, uh, want to send our condolences out to, uh, The Webster family up around Barberson, Ohio, Barberson, Akron, Ohio. Uh, we want to send our condolences out to those folks up there. My Facebook friends, how y'all doing? Uh, one of their family members passed on. I believe it was the last of, I don't know how many brothers, but maybe five, six, seven brothers there. Uh, all of them are gone. Yeah. Ain't none of us gonna stay around this old place forever, y'all. It's always kind of a uh, hard time, though, when someone do transition uh, on to bigger and better things, like is how I see it. But uh, it's always a hard time, for, especially for the family members. And we do want to send our condolences out to uh, all of the Westers uh, there in our Barton and Akron. Ohio State, y'all. <laughs> the Buckeyes got that thing done, y'all. Oh, yeah. want to send a big shout out to the Ohio State University. They got that thing done, yo. I, I'm, I'm, hey, that darn quarterback they got, that boy's only a sophomore. This, I only played three games. And they talking about he would be the fifth player pick <laughs> if he turned pro. Can you imagine that? Or the fifth quarterback taken. I don't know. Where, I, that boy's 6'7", 230. Hey, that boy's tough, yo. He can't, uh, that boy's tough. He's staying in school. Yeah, he needs some more time because he only played three college games. You know, there ain't no time to talk about coming to some NFL. Them boys in that NFL are serious. Them boys in that NFL are serious. Oh, that's play for pay. That's play for pay in that NFL. You mess around. Them boys try to kill you out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all don't know? Shoot. But he a big joker. Six seven, he throw it throwing right over the top of the line. Yeah, he throwing right over the top of the line. Y'all he ain't looking for those seams to throw. He can move. Somebody missing to me, he's run too straight up. He can't come in the NFL running straight up like that, though. Shoot, somebody heard him real quick, like somebody heard him if he uh if he uh, uh carry that running style into the NFL. So hopefully, uh you get away from that running in the NFL. That's not a place for a quarterback to be running. I can take that right now. I don't care who the quarterback is. 
Michael Vick found that out, and he's one of the best I ever seen to run the ball from the quarterback position. There's, no, there's never been one any better than Mike. Mm-mm. They broke him up. Oh, yeah, they broke Mike up. So, oh, he has some he has some fantastic moments now. Oh, Mike had some great moments. But uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they broke him up. Yeah, you 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 just can't come in the NFL talking about you want to run. They 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 ain't, uh, they ain't gonna have it. They just ain't gonna have it, sir. Uh, but uh, this guy looks like he's got a real good uh, pocket presence. <clears throat> but my man in college football, as far as the quarterback position, still is uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Jameis Winston's uh, the best-looking quarterback I've seen coming out of college in a long, long time. I, yeah, I think he's going to go number one. Tampa Bay had any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> they jump all over Jameis Winston. But that first pick they got, they, and they definitely need uh, some quarterbacks down there. Oh, yeah, they definitely need a quarterback. There ain't no doubt. They definitely need a quarterback, yeah. HB, uh, that's us say the uh, 117. 
is involved, and surely xenophobia is involved. Uh, the uh, Charlie Hebdo episode where you got uh, 10 million Muslims are making up almost a tenth of the population of France. Uh, those people uh, are uh, not being properly assimilated into uh, French society. And that creates uh, animosity and uh, turmoil between the French and uh, their new uh, Muslim uh, citizens there that's, that, are, that are there. And a lot of it, uh, 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 well, well, there you go. you got got religions again. you got Islam dealing with Christianity all uh, mixed up there together and people of color uh, mixing in with the Caucasian population. There's a lot of fr- friction there. And uh, Boko Haram there in Nigeria, um, I'm not sure what's going on there. Good, good, luck, good luck, Jonathan. He was out there marching with the rest of the world leaders. That's the president of Nigeria. Y'all. He don't seem to be getting uh, uh, having. Uh, <clears throat> he don't seem to be uh, doing a very good job of. Uh, uh, um, Getting that uh, situation under control of uh, Boko Haram. Uh, now, I I can't get a real good feel on what's going on there. It doesn't appear to me that Boko Haram is uh, in any kind of allegiance with uh, ISIS or Al Qaeda, any of those other groups. I can't see that connection. Uh, what it looks like. Uh, and I heard someone uh, commentate on it that <clears throat> that situation in Nigeria, while <clears throat> while it started out as a terrorism, <clears throat> has kind of over the years uh, morphed into a, a, a civil war, where a lot of uh, the citizens are on uh, Boko Haram's side, believe it or not. So right now. It's as close to a civil war almost as it is to uh, uh, isolated terrorism by uh, groups. And I'm not sure how uh, the religious uh, aspect of this thing uh, is uh, uh, tad, tad in there. Now, Nigeria's got a lot, a huge uh, uh, Islam population and got a huge Christian population. But they also got tons of indigenous uh, religious uh, practices there. That uh, is all intertwined uh, in this thing. So I, I really don't. I, I'm having a harder time trying to tie that particular uh, outburst. Oh, uh, well, outrage. I should say anytime two thousand uh, uh, innocent civilians are murdered, <clears throat> it's a, 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 a catastrophe on a huge, huge scale. But I just, from a social uh, uh, standpoint, I can't really get my uh, real uh, get my uh, grips around exactly what what what's the underlying uh, uh, social uh, 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 disagreements are. Now, obviously, it, it, it's at the end of the day, and. and I know this for a fact. When I really get down to look at it and break it all down, it's going to be about 
uh, the almighty dollar, y'all. It's going to come uh, down to whether or not the wealth in the country is distributed over the population in an evenly uh, uh, manner. I guarantee you. It's going to come down to that now. Religious and all that stuff is going to be a part but at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be about economics and whether or not all of the citizens of Nigeria are being uh, fairly uh, uh, treated uh, for uh, uh, or fairly uh, tapping into the wealth of that country. Nigeria is a wealthy country uh, in terms of uh, natural resources. Nigeria has some of the finest, uh, highest grade oil in the world. That's a rich, rich uh, country uh, from a, a material standpoint. But uh, I, in fact, that's where my DNA come from, yeah. Nigeria, the Yoruba folks. I, uh, uh, which is why I'm back in school now. Part of the reason to study uh, uh, not only African American cultures but African cultures. Period. I'm deeply interested in uh, the culture of uh, Nigeria and other parts of West Africa and, and uh, just the whole diaspora of uh, the motherland. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, taking a trip uh, to Nigeria at some point. You know, I don't know when that's going to occur, but hopefully not in the the too distant future. I'll be uh, taking a trip over there and to see if I can get a better understanding of the people and, uh, you know, the... uh, the cultures that uh, exist there. I'm deeply uh, uh, curious about the, the Yoruba folks, uh, where my uh, DNA go back to. And uh, might stumble into some old relatives, though. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, you know that uh, Alex Haley, he, uh, he went back to his groups. Yeah, that's my man stumbling into a village over there that uh, hey, I got my DNA map, you know. It won't be no big hard thing to find <laughs> some of the Hushmo's folks now. Uh, but, yeah. Hey, uh, Cuba's open up uh, Friday. You can go to Cuba now, y'all. With little no excuse. We're going to go down to uh, maybe a student uh, visa. Uh, we're going to be taking Spanish here over the next couple of semesters there. That might get us uh, uh, an opportunity to travel to uh, Havana. Uh, and uh, to mesh, uh, emerge or mesh myself into a little Espanol. Yeah. Uh, I really want to go to Havana, y'all. Pick up me a few uh, Cuban cigars. Yeah, you can bring back, what, $100 first. I don't know how many of that it will be, too. <laughs> But no, it's probably pretty reasonable if you're there in Havana. You probably can pick up a uh, hundred dollars worth of cigars there. Uh, that, that's that's probably a darn uh, a couple of boxes of cigars, yeah. Yeah. So we we just we just looking forward to uh, making that trip to Havana. And we're gonna start looking at that over the next year. By the time we get into our Spanish class. Uh, the, the professor, Dr. Cambora, Cambea, uh, he teaches Spanish, so I'll be uh, signing up for one of his Spanish classes here. Uh, 
uh, next semester. So I can get a little Espanol under my belt. And I urge everybody, really, I, I, I try to encourage all the young folks to uh, really dive into a second language, whatever it may be, whether it's Spanish, French, or whatever, German, uh, you know, Russian, whatever, to dive into uh, some second language because I think it's important that, that what's going to be critical uh, in the 21st century to uh, be bilingual. Uh, it's going to be critical to be bilingual, you know, in terms of uh, competing for jobs and things of that nature. You know, we... Uh, we forced it that uh, we retired and don't, uh, don't particularly have to get out there and compete for a job. But still, even I, I see a need for a uh, second language. Yeah. Uh, hey, y'all, it's about, uh, wow, it's about 7.30 here, y'all. We done passed that through one break, but we're going to take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. We'll be right back uh, after the break. Y'all hanging there. You got me in the hushma. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Up in 
Indianapolis. I'm going to give him a shout out. Mr. Kareem. Uh, we, uh, he called us out of the clear blue sky. You know how you be sitting around and uh, doing uh, genealogy research, really, you know. And uh, he messed around and uh, was doing research on his mother's, his great-great-grandmother, who was a Cameron, was doing uh, research on her and stumbled into... uh, Stumbled into uh, the Hesma, gave me a ring, and uh, yeah. Oh, he's my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his great 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 grandfather was a fellow by the name of Ross Cameron. Uh, Ross Cameron, I talk about him in one of my books. Uh, he was a big, uh, he's a bricklayer. There in uh, Lagrange, Georgia, uh, an outstanding brick mason. I mean, some of the buildings that this guy worked on back in the 1800s still stay up today. Yeah, uh, I I got him uh, as my great uh, great great grandmother's brother. So making my about third. Great, great, great uncle, but Uncle Ross, <laughs> Uncle Ross was tough, y'all. Yeah. Hey, my father laid bricks, and I, I believe it just ran in uh, the fender. I don't know how my father picked it up, but he did. From somewhere, I never could figure out where he picked it up from, but I, you know, just uh, probably had something to do with uh, passing it down through the bloodline. Y'all, yeah, laying bricks is a skill, y'all. Yeah, dropping that plumb line of the skill. <laughs> My father did all that. And uh probably come from uh Uncle Ross there. Yeah. We uh uh <clears throat> we're gonna be checking uh my family's history out a little more in our next book. You know, every book I write is gonna be something about my family's history in there. Yeah, from now on, I you know I'm I plan on writing four or five more books before it's over. I'm working on my third now. Uh, I'm, I'm in between subjects. I'm trying to figure out uh, the subject matter. I got two subject matters, separate subject matters. I want to, I want to uh, address. One of them has to do with the uh, prison industrial complex. The prison industrial complex. I wanna I wanna look at that thing. But uh also I have got some other uh but in another one is uh just looking at the great uh, heroes that we had, uh, who uh helped uh, overturn uh, who helped us uh in our struggles to overturn Plessy. Uh we, uh We want to look at those. Uh, 
we go to the back of about 12, 12 of uh, our, our um, most courageous uh, people, you yeah, who, uh, who got into uh, that struggle. Uh, from Frederick Douglass to Third Group Marshall and Oliver Hill, yeah. We, we cover that whole. So that was a lot of folks in between there. Henry McNeil, Turner, Booker T. Washington, W.E.B. Du Bois, William Monroe Trotter, Marcus Garvey, Carter G. Wilson, Mordecai Johnson, Charles Hamilton Houston, to name a few. We want to kind of tie that, tie that, uh, tie them together in the struggle for our uh, freedom in this country. Yeah, we want to tell their story. They they did a... Um, uh, yeah, everybody that wrote about it, but we're going to put them all together and uh, kind of tie that struggle together. Uh, that's another reason we're back in school, y'all, trying to bone up on our history to make sure we... Uh, when we write about it we want it to be uh we want it to be you know historically uh correct you know for the most part for the most part freaking mm-hmm. for the most part uh We uh, we've did a lot of research uh, already. Uh, we, we're just trying to, you know, we're trying to uh, figure out right now which one of those uh, subject matters we're going to be covering first, whether it's the prison industrial complex or uh, uh, the history of our uh, some of our greatest leaders uh, in the struggles to. Uh, Regain our Fourteenth Amendment rights, and that's what the separate equal did. Y'all, it took away our Fourteenth Amendment protection. Yeah, that's what separate equal is about. That's what my argument for reparation reparations are about. Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, violations. The injuries that uh, me, my people, my family suffered under those separate equal laws that we uh, had to endure for some hundred years after the Civil War, some hundred years after the 14th Amendment was uh, put in that custody. Yeah, we haven't been reparated properly for it. We haven't been reparated at all for it. And uh, I contend that uh, we still are owed reparations for those injuries. I mean, I'm not talking about relitigating some case. Uh, we've already won that case. Uh, I contend that Brown, when Brown overturned the Warren Court, when they over, they set aside Plessy, they set aside all of the separate equal laws. And uh, we had a right to participate in that court right then in 1954 for those injuries, 
and they were injuries throughout the society, economically, or in the workplace, in the school place, in the public place, uh, up and down uh, throughout the society. America's African descent was injured by those uh, separate legal laws. Uh, economically injured, devastated uh, millions of Americans. Uh, yeah. That's just a fact. Uh, so we, uh, we we got a lot to write about. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot lot to write about, and we enjoy we enjoy writing about our history. Uh, especially in, in today's. Uh, uh, climate. Uh, I mean, it's no better time to uh, to get my two cents in <laughs> with this president of uh, African descent. There's no better time to get my two cents in. You know? uh, we. Uh, I don't know, y'all. What else is going on? My Falcons. Uh, how? Why is it that we <laughs> always seem to have such a hard time finding somebody to coach us? The Falcons got three general managers. They got <laughs> a president, an assistant president of operations. They got the owner looking over the coaches here. It's no wonder <laughs> they can't find nobody to, uh, to coach them. Uh-uh, it's too. It's too much going on there. They go to who I report to. You got three general managers, an owner, and a, a, a president of this and that. Who do the coach report to? Do the owner say, "Well, the coach gonna report to me." <laughs> how 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 is it that you gonna have the, the head coach reporting directly to the owner? What good is the general manager? What is that guy's job? You might as well get rid of him. You might as well get rid of that general manager. We got three of them. <laughs> We got three general managers up. How's that gonna work? Uh, my answer is it's not gonna work. That's the problem. That, uh, no, it can't work. Mm-mm. You can't have no three general managers that can expect something to work like that. Come on. What else coming up, y'all? We, uh, Australian Open is getting ready to crank up. I don't know. When do that thing jump off? It jumps off here pretty soon. I got to, you know, keep in touch with that because I'm not sure when the Australian Open I always like the Grand Slams or the tennis Grand Slam. I'm a big tennis fan. <clears throat> and, uh, that's pretty close. I, I, let's see. I, this week or next week, uh, that thing will be going down. We don't have any Americans, though, playing in it, not males anyway. 
playing any kind of tennis. I don't know what happened to all American uh, male players. They seem to just vanish. I don't know what happened to them. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, surely. Uh, Serena, I want it more than anyone here. Uh-oh, Serena talking junk to my she won't. <laughs> Serena to my she won't want it more than anyone here, which means, hey, if she wanted more than anybody there, <laughs> everybody else there better watch out. Uh, that's all I can say. That's all I got to say, y'all. But uh, that thing's going to jump off there because they're coming out with the draws, I guess, Sunday. What's the day, 17th? Yeah, about the 18th and 19th, I think, so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm hmm. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls, y'all. We'll be right back, y'all, hanging there. You got me in the hush, man. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
And I think this thing over there is going to get serious. This uh, Islam and Judaism and Christianity, all that stuff is going to get uh, uh, kicked around in the next few years. Yo. This thing ain't going away. That thing ain't going go away. Yo. It, I don't see how it can. It ain't going to go away. It's uh, steaming full head out of control. This thing is spiraling uh, out of control, yeah. Oh, the United States is going to be right in the middle of it, yeah. And the, the, these, the Republicans uh, <laughs> talking about the president of the United States should have been wearing a mix of all that craziness. <clears throat> a million people march. Who's going to protect the president? Oh, they want to get him killed. They like to put him in a position like that <clears throat> where uh president had no business there. First of all, you got had a lot of hypocrites out there on the front line. You had a lot of hypocrites out there on the front line talking about uh, free this and free that. Free that as it may. You can't go around killing 17, 12, 17 people. <laughs> For in the name of uh, <clears throat> some religion, I don't care whose religion it is, man, yours, or anybody else's. Uh-uh. My God didn't uh, ask me to go around killing nobody to protect him. Well, come on. You need to protect some God? I don't worry, you got a human piece of flesh to go, go around killing somebody? Talking about the, uh, uh, protecting some uh, deity? Come on. You can't even protect yourself. How can man protect itself? That's, you know, that's my biggest problem with all this uh, religious uh, talk about doing this in the name of somebody. And you can't, you know, come on. Do it make sense that you, a human being tied up, wrapped up in this hundred pounds of clay, Need to uh, somehow, or think you can somehow protect the spirit. <laughs> that, uh, you can somehow protect uh, the spirit. Uh, that, that that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me. But uh, who am I? Who am I? Tell you what, this thing is spiraling out of control, y'all. Who y'all got in these games coming up? I ain't got no horse in this race. Uh, I ain't got no horse in this race, but. I'm going to have to go with Seattle. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Seattle with the teams that are left. I'm going with Seattle. I think they're the best team out there right now. Mm-hmm. But I ain't got no dog in this fight. I ain't betting no money either. I ain't doing no betting on this stuff. Well, I might bet a drink or two. 
I ain't drinking. But I'll buy somebody else to drink. Oh, just give me the money, y'all. <laughs> yeah, just get a husband the money. We'll, uh, we'll use it on something else. What else going on? I guess both of the games are played tomorrow. Seattle and Green Bay and uh, New England and what's the other team? New England and who's New England playing? Indiana? Well, I think it's going to be New England and uh, Seattle in the Super Bowl. Yeah, just looking at it. I I think it's going to be New England and Indiana. Well, New England and uh, Seattle in the Super Bowl. The Republicans are having their retreat. Of course, the conversation is the president. The entire conversation out there is the president. Not now, I, you think a party would be talking about what it is that they're going to do for the country. You, you think if they had any hopes of regaining the White House and regaining the public's trust, that they would be putting forth uh, some kind of a platform to uh, uh, persuade the citizens that they're going to do something for the good of the country. They get out there, and the president dominates uh, their convention. <laughs> the president dominates their convention. He ain't got two more years in office. They can't do nothing to the president. Why are they wasting time talking about uh, this president, it, it makes no sense. It makes no political sense uh, to me. Why are they dominating? Why is <laughs> that Republican getaway, whatever it is, uh, where they're supposed to be strategizing for uh, leading uh, on how they uh, plan on leading the country? They got the House and the Congress, the majority of both of them, eh? you know, that's just, you know, but they only one third, of, both, of, both of that House and the, <laughs> the Senate, that's only one third of the government. That president is one third of the government by himself. <laughs> so, you know, you, <laughs> uh, they don't know they got to sit out and deal with the president of these United States. They got to deal with that. They got to sit down and actually deal with that president. And and there's no getting around it. There's no way you can uh, <laughs> work around him. You can't do nothing <laughs> without working with that president, y'all. That's what the uh, Constitution said. Thank God. Thank God.
thank God that is the way it's set up. They got to work with that president. Now, I know a lot of them don't like it, but that's just the way it be, y'all. That's just the way it be. Just that way for a reason. It's that way for for a reason, you Uh, 
Well, I don't know. We, we're going to leave that to you. We're going to leave that to uh, to those folks. They do what they want to do on that. I'm going to leave that alone there.
by any definition you might want to assign to uh, what an American hero is. Frederick Douglass was an abolitionist, uh, just a great, great American, found himself subjected to of the separate equal laws in 1883. Those separate equal laws stayed in effect, yeah, on through 1883, all the way to 1954. Those separate equal laws stayed in effect. government that cannot or does not protect the humblest citizen in his right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should be reformed or overthrown without delay. <laughs> we look at look at the uh, country today and uh we're still conflicted with uh, those same. Uh, we're still conflicted with those same uh, feelings that uh, Frederick Douglass was feeling back then, 1883, in 2015. Yeah, uh, we still are uh, conflicted with the same uh, craziness about uh, whether or not. Our rights are being protected. And looking at what's going on in the country, we could, uh, there's an argument to be made that uh, no, they're not. When our young folks are being incarcerated at an alarming rate and then shot down in the street at an alarming rate without any uh, apparent justice uh, being uh, being done. So, we, is this 2015 or 1883? Is this 2015 or 1883? Certainly, times are far different than they were in 1883. But uh, we don't know. It says, it is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is a bit is invisible to the eye. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Now, there's a lot to that because uh, 
your heart, in my heart, I know uh, what's right and what's wrong. But uh, I can't see it uh, with my naked eye. I can't see uh, uh, equal justice with my uh, eye. Not uh, 2015, I can't. I, I really can't now. Things are getting a lot better, I suppose. Since 1883. But, with this president, and I, I, I keep harping on uh, uh, the way this president is treated. As a reflection on uh, how Americans of uh, African descent are treated in the country, you know. Now, it stands the reason that the President of the United States, the most powerless office in the world, the most powerless office in the world, if that guy is treated with a disrespect that he's being treated with, like no other president I've ever seen in my 70 years. I've never seen a president treated with the disdain that this guy has, with the plain uh, 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 disregard for uh, the, the office that this guy is being subjected to uh, by uh, his fellow citizens. Uh, imagine how the rest of America's African descent of the uh, hey, yes, yeah, a lot of racism there, y'all. There's a lot of racism uh, at play here. People don't like to hear that, but there's a lot of racism at play here and how that president is being uh, disrespected. That's just a fact, yeah. There's a lot of racism at play here. Yeah. So we, uh, Out here on the Hurstville Black Forum, we are going to continue to talk about it, bring it before uh, public's, uh, put it before the public's conscious. Yeah, we got to. You can't uh, sit idly by and hope uh, that somehow it's going to disappear. Racism is not going to disappear by sitting idly by being uh, <laughs> Mr. Goody Two Shoes or whatever. You got to talk about it. You got to uh, address it whenever it uh, crops up. You got to address racism head on. Yeah, you can't uh, uh, shy away from it. Does no good to shy away from it. Uh, only makes it worse anytime you don't. Know, take a stand against it, uh, it's only going to continue and uh, grow. Oh, it's only going to uh, 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 grow, y'all. It ain't going to disappear. No, it ain't disappeared in 400 years of the country's history. Hmm. So we advocate, y'all, for reparations for the injuries suffered 
uh, under the separate equal laws. That's where we make our reparation argument. Uh, that's where we make our uh, reparations uh, argument. We think we won the case. All Americans of African descent born prior to 1954 was injured by the separate equal laws. Yeah, I noticed in the article by Tahishi uh, Coates, he was, talk he was talking about people always bring up the uh, question who gonna pay it and how much? So, you know, who paid uh, for the Wall Street collapse in 2008? Who paid for that? The same vehicle that paid for that Wall Street collapse uh, uh, is gonna pay for the reparations. The same vehicle that paid for that uh, Bill General Motors Detroit out in 2008. That same mechanism is going to uh, pay for reparations, or, or, or you know, could be paid for, uh, used to pay for reparations. They know there's no uh, magic wand that needs to be raised or waved to come up with a vehicle to pay for it. How much? Someone asked. Well, in 1954, uh, there was like uh, 15 million blacks. That's it. All of them was worth uh, or owed at that time $10 million. Uh, just multiply it by $10 million times 15 million. You'll get it. You'll get the number right there. And, and I, I did figure that out. I got a formula in my book, Racism and Hate, that uh, detailed. Uh, uh, pretty much how I, I, I came up with that figure. Starting with the value of a uh, tech uh, collected on uh, uh, slaves here in uh, 1860 in the state of Georgia. <coughs> I take that number and break it all the way forward, yeah. $10 million for every American African descent born prior to 1954. I won't even uh, clamor for interest. <laughs> I won't even argue uh, for interest, y'all. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, do a lot for the economy because uh, most blacks are going to put their money back in the economy. It's going to probably, it's going to be wonderful for the, this economy. And the country is doing great right now. Yeah, we always need to be doing better, especially in our community. Especially in our community. Americans of African descent, that community. We always could be doing better. Uh, the country uh, as a whole, I mean, the country grew at some 5% last quarter. That's unbelievable for where it was when this president took office in 2009. Uh, losing some 500,000 jobs a month. Uh, the greatest financial collapse 
since the Great Depression, two wars going on. Uh, the country was in dire straits when this guy took office. The country was in dire straits when this guy took office. And anybody could make some kind of argument that the country is worse off is is lying, first of all, to themselves. You can't lie to God. So telling somebody you can be lying to is yourself. <laughs> you certainly you certainly are not lying to the citizens. Citizens no. This country was in dire straits when this guy took office, y'all. <laughs> and now they this country was in dire straits with two wars, a collapsing financial uh, uh, system, and uh, uh, losing 500,000 jobs a month. That's what a country was when uh, a collapse of Wall Street and a collapse of uh, Detroit, all the industry. All of that was dumped on this a young senator uh, from Illinois uh, plate when he assumed the presidency and by any measure <laughs> by any measure this guy did a fantastic job yeah. I want to give a shout out to the president thank him for uh, his hard work uh, in saving uh, the country from uh, total collapse from total collapse, yeah. Yes, President is more popular around the world than he is here at home, yeah. But his ratings are starting to go up. If it don't be for the 35% races that we have in the country, this guy's approval rating be damn near 60% right now, yeah. Racism has that much to do with uh, the numbers. Racism has that much to do with the numbers, yeah. We uh, Martin Luther King's uh, holiday is coming up, y'all. Camille Kay's birthday was the 15th, I think it was Wednesday. What's today? 17th, 16th, uh, 15th, uh, Thursday. Martin Luther King's birthday, but we celebrate that holiday all weekend now. Celebrating it now. We're going to get out and do some things Monday. Just a great, great giant. Martin Luther King Jr. taught us so much about nonviolent protests and how you can affect change nonviolently. I came up with the, in that generation, uh, I came up in the 50s and 60s, right in the middle of uh, the civil rights movement. And uh, at the time, at the time, I'll be honest here, I was not uh, as nonviolent as a lot of the other civil rights uh, advocates were as a young person. I mean, I spent most of that time in the Marine Corps. When I got out in 67, I mean, I was anything but nonviolent, yeah. You can imagine being in the caught up in Vietnam in the war. Uh, there was nothing nonviolent about me at that time. I mean, I was shut up and beat up, but uh, I was more 
aligned with uh, Malcolm X than I was on Martin Luther King back then. I mean, I learned to, uh, I had a great deal of respect for Martin Luther King back then. Just uh, my ideology was closer to uh, that of Malcolm X than it was of uh, uh, Dr. King at that time. I mean, I loved both of them dearly for what they did for uh, me and my people. I love both of them dearly. Uh, now, in retrospect, I can see that uh, uh, Martin was a giant, although, you know, we need both of them. We need all of our advocates. Uh, I don't turn none of them out. I wouldn't put none of them out of my house. We need all our advocates. Uh, uh, we need to tie all that stuff together <laughs> and move our struggles forward uh, hand in hand, whether it's Malcolm or Dr. King or whoever is uh, advocating on our, our behalf, we need to uh, embrace them. We need to embrace them, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll be getting out celebrating uh, Dr. King's uh, legacy this weekend through Monday. We got a day out of school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what just started school, y'all. We already we got a holiday. <laughs> but uh, it's not all about. We got a holiday already. Yeah. We just started school. We got a holiday already? Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one of the truly, truly uh Days that I can uh, say that the that person who uh, who's being honored uh, truly deserved uh, that day. That guy truly deserved uh, to be honored. So between uh, celebrating King's uh, holiday, we're going to be doing homework, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're we going to be doing homework here. we got to get back in the swing of uh, doing homework and studying and things like that. I don't mind because I, I like to read and I love history. The math is just going to be something that I... I uh, I need and I really enjoy math, and the more I understand that uh, uh, how powerful uh, math is, and uh, uh, how universal that language is of math, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because math really is a universal a language that uh, that can. Uh, uh, be spoken throughout the universe. <laughs> oh yeah, math can uh, be spoken throughout the universe, uh, throughout the galaxies. Uh, math will always be relevant and on the same uh, plane. You know, unless you know, maybe some we don't know, but <laughs> as far as I know, math is going to be cons constant uh, throughout the throughout the universe. 
And so I, now at my age, I, I realize how important it is. I wish I had got into it a little earlier or a bit more. Uh, but I was in computers, you know, in computers you deal with uh, ones and zeros. And pretty much that's all you have to deal with to be to be good at it. So ones and zeros, y'all believe it or not, that's all computers is about. If you get uh, good with binary, uh, that binary uh, 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 numbering system, uh, you was good to go. You good to go uh, in terms of uh, dealing with uh, computers. That's all you need is that binary thing. Once you get that down pat, you you can uh, deal with a computer, and it hasn't changed today. Uh, that thing is constant, y'all. You know, they uh, converted those uh, ones and zeros into all kind of uh, languages and stuff. But at the base of all that stuff is still uh, just the ones and zeros. Yeah, no matter how fancy the language of computers get, uh, it all can be uh, broken down into ones and zeros, y'all. Even today, the software, the hardware, all that stuff is together with uh, ones and zeros. So I, I did that for four years and got pretty good at it. And uh, But algebra and trigonometry and geometry and all that stuff uh, did have a need for it. But now uh, I see the importance of it. No, I'm not. I, I don't know if I can get any further than uh, college algebra. That's, I might take a Geometry classes for the hell of it because I'm interested in it. But I don't need it for uh, for my history uh, stuff that I like. I don't I don't need anything other than college algebra. But I'm going to dive into that to get as much out of it as I can because I am interested in uh, 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 how important my math is. Go to my house, go to my website, hesmoblack.com, y'all. Buy my new book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. While you're at it, pick up my first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Kim. Uh, both of them you can find at hesmoblack.com. Got to call in 1-888-588-3814. Y'all want to get in where you fit in. Mr. Pianki, how you doing out there? Haven't heard from Mr. Pianki since he got back to Mozu. What's that, Mazu? Missouri. Uh, Where is Charlie Hebdo? My pursuit of the first copies in America. I don't believe they don't have any in America. But are we scared to uh, <laughs> uh, sell the book or what? I don't know. I bet you can find it in New York. I bet you go to Times Square. I bet you can go to Times Square and find anything you want. Uh, 
where is Shelley Abdo, my pursuit of the first copies in America? There was a sign taped to the front door of Albertine in New York City on Thursday. Sorry, we won't have any Shelley Abdo issues today. Message to the question that employees of the French bookshop had heard hundreds of times. Mm. Stores and newsstands throughout New York that had never sold Charlie Hebdo had been inundated with inquiries from people who have probably never read the satirical magazine in New York City, at least. I am Charlie. Had become Where is Charlie? The answer emerged on Friday morning with the arrival of what were, what were likely some of the first copies of the magazine's latest issue in the United States mailing. The first since the attack on Charlie Hebdo's office that that's where they sold out in Paris almost immediately, and as many as five million copies are being printed. But getting the once obscure publication to America wasn't easy. Some newsstands distributed distributors tried to work directly with Charlie Hebdo distributors. They test that turned out to be difficult, at least initially. But places like Everton and Book Culture, another Manhattan shop. What a different route. The stores made arrangements with Emmanuel St. Martin, the owner of a website catering to French. filled <laughs> thousands of requests for new issues. St. Marie. Yeah, they, uh, I think it's kind of hard to find here in the United States. There, People are still a little apprehensive about, uh, Publishing it. Uh, I had a Pope came out and said that was in bad taste to uh, to uh, denigrate anybody's uh, religion. Although he quickly uh, made it clear that uh, even though somebody denigrated your religion, there's no reason to kill somebody. There's never a, a good reason. There's never a reason to kill. Uh, I mean, uh, there's some more. A direct eye for a knife, perhaps, uh, would be a case, but not, you know, not for you uh, claiming that, that you're protecting uh, this uh, Holy Spirit. Mm-mm, can't do it. First of all, you can't protect the uh, Holy Spirit. It just it's impossible. Upcoming State of the Union speech, President Barack Obama will call on Congress to simplify a tax code he deems over 
overtly complicated and weighted toward wealthy Americans, administration officials said, Terry. He's absolutely right there, y'all. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's heavily weighted toward uh, wealthy Americans like uh, Mitt Romney, who had his money offshore to avoid paying those taxes. Uh, but yeah, good luck with trying to get that past uh, the Republicans who uh, 90% of them are poor. <laughs> poor as me. <laughs> yeah. They, they, and they're talking about uh, wanting to uh, uh, reform the tax code. Everybody's about do away with this, do away with this. I ain't no joker came up with nothing sensible <laughs> yet. Herman Cain the other day talking about his nine, nine, nine. <laughs> and one of the folks said, you turn that nine, nine uh, upside down and you got six, six, six. <laughs> the side of the devil. <laughs> Hey, uh, that thing was so funny. That, that 2012 race was so good. Uh, that thing was uh, full of uh, uh, comic relief, y'all. And this one has all the makings of uh, the same sort of uh, shenanigans. This, uh, this thing coming up here. It has the uh, makings of the same shenanigans, y'all. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, uh, but yeah, it would be nice to get that tax code uh, reformed, but, uh, what are they going to re uh, replace it with? Yeah. You got to be, with anytime you hear talk, talking about uh, replacing this or doing this and reform, what are you going to put in place of it? Like this healthcare law. Republicans, they uh, they vote to repeal it again, y'all, for about the 900th time. It ain't going nowhere. It can't go nowhere. You got the president still in office, y'all. Stop all that craziness and get to work on uh, doing something constructive for the country, y'all. I mean, they ain't got nothing to replace it with. They ain't got nothing better to replace it with. The thing is working. It's not got some 10 million folks uh, insurance that didn't have insurance. Leave it alone unless you got something better to replace it with. And you don't. Stop it. Stop all the foolishness and get to work on uh, some legitimate uh, uh, some legitimate uh, programs that you can pass that, you, that, that, that will benefit the country. Because what you're talking about what you're talking about has no chance of passing.
what they come up with. Um, you know. I have some very I have some very uh, funny feelings that not much is going to get done. I hope I'm wrong. I I, I really hope that I'm wrong. And Uh, images of black males as sniper targets. Seems as though the police department uh, about at the end of the road here tonight, y'all. Uh, we, uh, can I tell y'all, we, uh, we upgrading the studio. We've got a couple of pieces, uh, coming here in the next, the next three weeks. We should have everything in place. In February, I think we're going to have our new studio up and running. 
Yeah, we're going to improve a little bit. We want to go to a different operating system mainly and get a few uh, new uh, a few new hardware pieces to kind of enhance my uh, presentation that, that to my audience. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're uh, kind of a a geek when it comes to computer, computers anyway. We worked in 40 years, so we always tinkering with our uh, computers and things. But it's about time for the hospital to, to upgrade anyway. We've been at this one computer since I retired from work. What was that? Back in 2007. So this kind of thing is really this, this, this thing is about five, seven this thing's going on eight years old, y'all. That's, that's almost a that's like a lifetime for uh, their computer system, but it still works, still serves the purpose now. But we're gonna we're gonna get us another uh, we're gonna get us another uh, we just we didn't it's amazing that we've been at this thing that long. We're gonna be upgrading uh, like I said in February. We should have everything up and running, and hopefully we'll. Uh, We'll have a, uh, we'll be coming to you with a much clearer uh, presentation. Although this worked fine, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, uh, well, it's always could be improved. Anything, anytime you got a, a computer equipment five, six, seven years old, it's time to upgrade it. It's time to upgrade it. It's lasted well. We just, uh, uh, Get to the point where we need uh, a new operating system because we, we're running uh, a Vista. Vista, I don't know. That thing never did work that well. We got to uh, we kicking it up to uh, 84. We, we, yeah, we, we're a Microsoft person. That's all we do. We, we, we run Microsoft. We don't. Uh, Uh, well, that's what we're used to, really. And uh, so you want to stay with what you're used to when you're in this business. Uh, we can we can deal with the, just about any of them. But we like Microsoft, so we're more familiar with it. What is this Grand Open Earth Fair? Uh, door bust bust. Yeah. Hey y'all, that's uh that was the cue right there. We're gonna uh bring this thing to a close, y'all. We uh be right back here next week, same time, same station. January twenty fourth, yeah. This month is getting away from us. Y'all tell a friend about us. And uh do go to my website, hashboblack dot com and uh pick up uh pick up our uh new book. And until then, y'all, y'all have a good weekend. Have a good uh, MLK holiday weekend, y'all. And get out and do something uh, positive for uh, the community. Get out and do something positive for the community, y'all. We need everybody to uh, chip in. Pick that cross up. Until then, y'all, Till next week, y'all uh, be good. Ciao.
got me the Hushmo weed. Out of here. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.